Okay, follow me for a second, because most of this episode, in a way, is about this extremely old building. And if you're from Bucks County, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. It's part of Core Creek Park in Middletown Township, down the street from St. Mary's Hospital, along Langhorne Newtown Road. If you've driven past there before this year, it's that farmhouse that appeared abandoned and forgotten, and it sits back away from the road. Good morning. This is so exciting. Now if you drive past it, you'll see construction. Since the African American Museum of Bucks County broke ground there in November of 2022. All of this could not have happened if it had not been for each and every one of you. And we truly are going to make Bucks County proud. And we thank you. So for anyone still wondering, it's called Boone Farm. It dates back some 300 years and it has a new purpose. It was built in 1716, which makes it the second oldest building in Middletown Township and one of the very oldest even in the county. Bucks County has so many beautiful museums, but not one of them tell our story. Welcome to Bucks County Conversations. I'm Charlotte Reese. This is a production of the Bucks County Commissioner's Communications Department and your source for real conversations happening within the Bucks County government. Well, I'm Linda Sally. I am the president and the executive director of the African American Museum of Bucks County. Today, I'll break down Linda Sally's journey of seeing the museum come to life. I always say this is a divine calling. I mean, it's a miracle. And you'll hear from a member of the museum, Pat Mervine, who wrote the book, Boone Farm, its people and place in Middletown history to help benefit the museum directly. It's going to take a lot of money. And so I thought, well, that's one thing I can do is just give the book to the museum. So 100% of whatever is sold goes to them. This is Bucks County Conversations. Before we start, here's some quick background about the African American Museum of Bucks County and the county's connection to the museum, which I'll get into more later. But basically, the headline story right now is that the county is leasing Boone Farm to the African American Museum of Bucks County for $1 a year so the organization can focus on the construction of the centuries-old farmhouse. Throughout my chats with Linda and Pat, I learned so much about the old building so many people wondered about for years, and how it's gaining a resurgence. So I'm going to guide you through this podcast a bit. For both Linda and Pat, it seemed to be full circle moments in their lives. First, I spoke with Linda about her specific journey with the museum. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And for her, it sort of started in the early 2000s. I retired from the Board of Education after 38 years. I was an administrator. I worked with special ed children. After 9-11, I was very nervous going into New York because I'm from New York and that's where I was working. And so I retired and I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do in my retirement. And I retired early at the age of 57. So that being said, 
I just sat around the house doing a lot of quilting and sewing. At this point, Linda is retired and gets a call from a friend asking for her help with some senior citizens in Bristol. And so I went to Bristol and there were about 11 women. And they was all sitting around, really doing absolutely nothing. And I said, would y'all like to learn how to sew? And they said, sure. And then over the year, two years I was with them, they started opening up to me and started talking about their lives. And I learned from them that they weren't really from Bucks County. They moved here from different southern states and they seemed to all settled in one particular area. So they told me about their journey and how they got here. And I said, well, what did you do once you got here? She says, well, you know, we were sharecroppers. So they found out about someplace called Boone Farm and they got in touch with the people and the people who owned the farm would come and pick them up and drive them to this farm. Now, I didn't know where Boone Farm was, if there was a Boone Farm. All I kept hearing about was Boone Farm. In the meantime, we just continued to sew. These women were telling Linda their stories from the Great Migration. The people who came through the Great Migration would have been probably like in the 20s to the 40s, and uh, 1920s to 40s. So these are people who were fleeing the South because of the oppression that was going on. Not because, I mean, they were already freed, but because of the voter suppression and other um, lynchings and things like that, that they found a safe haven and employment in the North. And as we were sewing and were telling me their stories, they had such hard lives. I said, we should celebrate you. I says, these quilts are talking about your, everything about you. So we had an honorary dinner for them and they invited all their family. And it was a very exciting time for them. And they talked about their lives. And that's basically how I got started in my retirement, working with these ladies. This was the first time Linda heard about Boone Farm. Just heard about it, not its location. And one by one, they all passed away. So in the meantime, I, was, I joined this church over here called First Baptist Church of Langhorn. I was attending uh, First Baptist, and I met a gentleman, his name was Harvey Spencer. And this is when Linda gets involved with this group of people at her church. Just a group of people who have this dream of starting a museum. There was Millard Mitchell, Walter Jacob and Harvey Spencer, they were the three that was very eager to do it. Linda tells their story whenever she talks about the museum's journey. They were the ones who had the vision before anyone else did. I said, you know, not often people have a desire for something. They don't always know how to do it, but they have passion. They have a, a desire to show and to teach and they want somebody to pay attention to them and what they're talking about. Our history is something that has never been told in Bucks County. And one of the things we wanna do is focus on Bucks County. We don't have to go beyond right now. We just need to focus on what happened here. And let's tell our children what happened here. I consider myself lucky because I got to learn about this local history through work. And people like Linda and Pat 
the author of a book about Boone Farm. It definitely has to be out there because doing the research and knowing that it was going to be the African-American Museum of Bucks County, I was really interested to find out if there would be any important links from the property to their mission. And that is exactly what Pat's research found. And I know that Linda Sally had heard from people in Bristol that the farm had been an employer of people who had come up through the Great Migration. So there was already that link that was known by Linda and then, you know, came to be known to the county commissioners. But I was also able to find, and I was shocked, but to find that there were two enslaved people on that property. Mm-hmm. That one was a man, I don't know his name or age, but he was an adult, and one was a um, four and five-year-old boy. And there are records in the, um, in the county census that show this. So we know that there were two enslaved people on that property, which is, I think, extremely important for people to know because even though I grew up in this area, we were not told that there had been enslaved people in Bucks County. I mean, we only thought they were in the South, you know, and I think that that might still be a widely held belief. So the fact that this history has not been shared in the past. It is important that this building will represent everyone, not just African-Americans, but the stories that need to be told that has never been told. It's important. It's important that everybody's story is told and that we understand how history really relates all of us. Pat's book really does tell the whole story from the very, very beginning. We really have to always consider, anytime we think about Pennsylvania history, of the Lenny Lenape, the Native Americans who were actually on the property first. And we know that there was a lot of research done, even by Henry Mercer, at Playwiki, which is a, a park now near us. There's a park and a farm that have been preserved as um, community space. Research was done there, and they did find artifacts to prove, in fact, that there was a Native American settlement at that place. It's only a couple miles from the farm. And when you look at the geography of the farm, it is where the Neshaminy Creek and Core Creek come together. So it's not hard to imagine that that would have been very good hunting grounds, fishing grounds, and that certainly that area would have been used by the Native Americans who were on the property. So we always start there, and that's where the book opens up. Then, of course, we get into William Penn, and um, William Penn creating the five areas in Pennsylvania in this area in our county, and then the deeds beyond that. So William Penn deeded land to Robert Heaton, quite a bit of land. Robert Heaton then deeded land to Godfrey Kirk, and Godfrey Kirk is the one who built the first stone house on that property. There's rumor that there was a house there before, um, a, a cabin of some kind, and it's very likely that there was, but there's never been any evidence found of it. The interesting thing, among many interesting things about the building itself. Godfrey Kirk built this back in 1716, was the first section. The second section was 1719. And it had 20 owners until the Boones got it. So over the 300 years or more that this house has existed, it had um, actually 21 owners. 
A couple of them only owned it for a year, you know, so I consider them to be old time flippers, you know, of the property. They may not have even lived there. It just might have been an investment property. But some families lived there for 30, 40 years and made some improvements to the home. It wasn't until 1914, so we're talking 200 years, before the Boones bought the farm. Over its 300 years, Pat says the Boones were the ones who made the most improvements and changes. A little addition on the side that wraps around the back and goes up to a second floor. So they added a sunroom and a modern kitchen and um, some bedroom space up top. But the improvements were made during the early 1900s. Mrs. Boone, in a newspaper article, remembered that when she moved in in 1914, there still wasn't running water in the house, and she had to go out to the well to get the water. So when you look at the house now, and I had the good fortune to go in there in October to take some pictures, you know, to finish up the book, it's about as primitive as primitive can be. You know, at this point, there's no evidence of electricity, there's no evidence of plumbing, there's no cabinetry. It's, it's really emptied out. Mm -hmm. And it looks to me very much like Godfrey Kirk just walked out the door. Mm -hmm. so, um, so it's unique in that way that a house has really existed for that many years with so little change made to it which is also a very unique factor. I mean, today, we all remodel our houses and redo them, but, you know, constantly. Right. Things go through a lot of change. But for a house to survive all these years with so little change is really quite remarkable. Pat might sound like a history teacher, but she actually had a career as a speech-language pathologist with the Bucks County Intermediate Unit. Through that, I was a writer of materials that have a professional nature. Um, but this is my first time really diving into history, you know, local history. So it was an exciting opportunity. Pat's interest in Boone Farm is more personal. It was really sparked by the fact that uh, my parents used to live on the farm. When they were first married, they, were, they lived in the carriage house on the farm. They knew Mrs. Boone. Mr. Boone passed away in the 1930s. She actually ran the farm for a long time by herself. But at this point, she was really getting up in years and only kept one cow as a pet. So um, that's why she needed somebody to milk it. My parents had both met at Bell Telephone in Langhorn. They met, they fell in love, they needed a place to live, and Mrs. Boone had this apartment um, in the carriage house. So because my dad had some farming experience in his background, she was able to give them a break on the rent if he milked the cow every day. And as a struggling young couple, that was very attractive to them. So I never lived on the farm, but I grew up hearing about it all the time. Every time we passed by, we would hear stories about Mrs. Boone and the Boone Farm. So even though I had never been on the property, it really became a, a part of our family lore. And um, it wasn't until my parents both passed away that I really got the urge to learn more about it because I knew at this point it would be saved as a museum and that was wonderful. But I wanted to know more about the history. So that's what really prompted my starting the research. When Pat's parents lived there in the 1950s, the once bustling farm of Langhorn, first built by Godfrey Kirk in 1716, 
was dwindling. It was a large active farm with pedigree pigs and cows and chickens. She sold milk. I actually have one of the milk bottles that has the name on it. So, you know, but like I said, it was just part of our family story. Mm -hmm. And uh, my parents were, they had retired out to Lancaster, but every time they would come home to visit, they would always circle past the farm and they would always bemoan the fact that it was looking pretty bad, mm -hmm. you know, that it was just being let go. And my dad didn't live to see it, but right before my mom went into hospice, we heard the announcement that it was going to be the museum for the African-American Museum of Bucks County. And she was thrilled. You know, she was just thrilled. She knew that my husband and I had been uh, members of that organization for a few years, and um, so it meant a lot to us. But she was just delighted to know that it would be preserved and put to such an important use in the county. But before that happened, the building sat vacant for decades, all while gaining curiosity from those who passed by and from an organization looking for a home. So I met Diane. I don't even think Diane remember when I met her the first time I met her. I met her at the Peace Center event. Then one day, Linda was introduced to Commissioner Diane Ellis Marseglia. She says, wait a minute, I got somebody you need to talk to. I said, okay. I'm sitting there, and she brought this little lady. I thought she was about this high, wearing high heel shoes, and she was as cute as a button. And I said, who is she? She said, that's the commissioner. Oh. I said, what's the commissioner? Now, I'm from, I'm from New York. I don't know nothing about a commissioner. She says, they run the county. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I says, hi there. How are you? She says, so what do you need, dear? I says, money. She says, well, what are you doing? I says, we're the African American Museum of Bucks County. She says, okay, I'll help you. I said, you will? She says, yes. Here's my card. Where's yours? I gave her my card, and she walked away. Diane Ellis Morsegley. Thank you. It's great to be here today. I certainly feel like this is both an emotional moment as well as an intellectual moment. Now to fast forward and rewind a bit. Let's go back to the groundbreaking ceremony that was held this past November at Boone Farm. There was quite a turnout for the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And I think that really showed the community's excitement for the project and the support the African-American Museum of Bucks County has. Commissioner Marseglia shared a little bit of her connection to the building as well. I do want to share just part of the story that many of you have probably heard, but it's important to me because it's part of the history of this building. I have been driving past it since I was a candy striper at St. Mary in 1974. <laughs> and I have, as a Middletown supervisor, I have a lot of people complain about what are you going to do about this building. And finally, when I was elected commissioner in 2008, I spoke to our former park and rec director, Bill Mitchell, about it and said I wanted to do something. He said, you know, I heard the same thing from Mike Fitzpatrick all the time. He wanted to do something, but there's, it's full of birds and we can't do anything with it. And I knew at that moment that Mike and I had different philosophies, but we were friends and we were both from Middletown. And I knew that because we were both involved, something eventually had to happen with this project. So I waited and uh, maybe 10 years later, I ran into the magic of Linda Sally. Woo! <laughs> And everybody's applauding because we all know the magic of Linda Sally. 
So once we met, we were in Quakertown. They were still on the road at that point. But somehow or another, she found out the story of Boone Farm. I decided to push. And then my fellow commissioners, Deidre Alamo and Harvey, were absolutely magical as well and willing to do it. Our COO, Margie McKevitt, never said no. Our finance director and everyone looked. And so this has become a new project, a favorite project. And so today, as we break ground, I remember that we learn from history. So every one of us today gets to be a part of the future because we are going to willingly and courageously honor the past here. Thank you. This whole process is a miracle. That's all I could say about it. Me going down to Bloomsdale to meet these people just to make some quilts. Mm -hmm to honor them and the life they lived. This isn't documented, this is from word of mouth. People are really just enamored with the history. I think everybody drives past the farm and wonders about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been sitting there for all these years. And I think that people are really interested now to know what the African American Museum can do for the county. So I th you put those two things together there's a lot of interest, and so I'm happy to do presentations wherever to spread the word, you know, and to share the history and to start that conversation about how can I help, mm -hmm. you know, because I think that the more people are engaged with it, the um, stronger the community will be. And now for Linda and Pat and the museum. It's about the next phase of the project, raising money to bring that old farmhouse to life to tell the stories and the history to Bucks County residents and visitors from all over. When you see the work that needs to be done on the farm and start totaling up the cost of plumbing and heating and electricity and redoing floors and walls and <laughs> everything else that needs to happen in order to make this a museum that is um, accessible to all, it's gonna take a lot of money. And so I thought, well, that's one thing I can do is just give the book to the museum. So 100% of whatever is sold goes to them. Just know that we're all one. There's no division. The story holds everyone's story. It's not my story. It's our story. So what do I want? I want you to remember these great things. Donate, give to the museum so we can tell the complete story, how we all came together as one. That's why I said we are all one. That's the story I want you to believe in. Boone Farm, Its People and Place in Middletown History is available at the Middletown Township Building and the Commonplace Reader in Yardley. Thank you again to Linda and Pat for telling me their stories, the story of Boone Farm and the story of the African American Museum of Bucks County. I am so excited to see this museum come to life and feel so lucky to be able to share this story on behalf of the commissioners and the county government. So while this is it for this episode of Bucks County Conversations, there's so much more in the works. 
You can check out more about the African American Museum of Bucks County on their website, infoaambc.org. And you can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And follow us, your good old county government. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search Bucks County Gov. That's Bucks County G-O-V-T. There will be links in the show notes. And in the meantime, tell someone about Boone Farm and what's happening. Because I can't say it enough. It's so exciting. And thanks as always for listening. We'll talk again soon. I'm Charlotte Reese, and this is Bucks County Conversations.